0: Welcome to the Spotlight. I am your host, Ben Beck, and we are on day 23 of National Podcast Post Month. Chugging along, man, 30 for 30. We're uh day 23 of 30, plus a couple bonus episodes that we're going to be throwing in at the end, into December. And then we're wrapping up the season, season 6, and gearing up for season 7, which is going to be coming at the beginning of 2021, if not maybe even a little sooner at the end of December. So we'll see uh, the way 2020 has been think it's a safe bet we might be holding off until 2021 to kick off the new season but anyway still a number of great conversations left to revisit before this 30 for 30 is over and this one is no exception jimmy simpson he is an actor he's i don't want to call him a character actor because he's so much more uh you know him trust me you know jimmy uh from uh House of Cards which is what he was promoting with us to movies like Knights of Badassdom he was he's a major character in Westworld he he's uh in uh, always Sunny in Philadelphia trust me you know Jimmy he's been on our podcast multiple times uh this was the first time he ever joined the podcast i hope you guys enjoy this here it is day 23 of Napod Pomo with Jimmy Simpson
1: you are listening to Next Level Radio. I am Adam Gory, joined as usual by Ben Beck, and we're here to bring you another live guest spotlight. Joining us tonight on the Next Level Radio hotline is someone who's actually somewhat local to us here at Next Level Radio. You've seen him in movies such as Date Night, White House Down, and I know one of Ben's personal favorites, Nights of Badass Dumb. Uh-huh. You've also seen him. <laughs> You've also seen him in shows like Breakout Kings. It's always in sun. sun- it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You think I get that right? Uh, and Psych. And now you can stream him anytime, anywhere on Netflix with House of Cards. We'd like to welcome to the program Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy, thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
2: No, I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me, Adam and Ben. It's nice to be here. Appreciate yeah it.
1: definitely and I mean like we said you're, you're pretty local you're from Hackettstown New Jersey which is about an hour away from Allentown where I live and just about two hours from Philly where Ben lives
2: that's great man I'm, I'm very much tri-state to my core I was <laughs> born and raised in Jersey then I went to school in Pennsylvania and I'd take trips out to Allentown in high school with my buddies so yeah we're all we're all big
1: family Oh, cool. Yeah, I know you, you attended uh, Bloomsburg, which is not far from Allentown. I know Ben. Ben actually went to school in the area as well. He went to uh, Moravian in Bethlehem. Yeah, and oh, of course, to, of And I went to DeSales in Allentown.
2: Well, sometimes I would drive through Allentown, Bethlehem uh, on my way to, to school because I had a buddy who lived out there. So, uh, yeah, it's a great town.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the Lehigh Valley is a pretty cool place. Now, do you still um, you know, live generally in the tri-state area, or have you moved west coast? Yeah,
2: I've been on the West Coast since about 2002. Uh, I've been in California, and I never really thought I'd, I'd come this way because, you know, we, we hold fast to our tri-state identities, um, but I just added it. I added it to my identity. It's also a great place uh, out here, too. So, yeah, well, because
1: yeah. and House of Cards, uh, that's production takes place in Maryland, right? So, I mean, you, you come East Coast every once in a while for that.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, my mom's still in Jersey, uh, and my brother, and... Uh, and and of Guards does shoot in in Baltimore, and my brother just moved there with his wife and my nephew. So it's actually going to be kind of amazing uh, this next year. I'll be able to see my family more than ever.
1: Yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, and then yeah. you know, as as I'd mentioned, you appeared in a bunch of episodes of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sure. Um, w- when filming was that was that mostly L.A. though? Because I know they don't film out out here in Philly too much. No, no,
2: we, uh, they do a little, uh, every year they, they, you know, they get some exteriors and they, they, you know, they're a part of the town and, and they like to, like to, like to shoot some stuff there, but most of the scenes get shot in, in California, yeah.
0: Yeah, right. I've actually done but a couple, I, I uh... wanna up... oh, go ahead.
2: No, 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 I, I was saying, I went up there for, I think the, the first season, my first uh, episode is McPoyle, I had to show up on the doorstep and greet people out, and I was <laughs> actually in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I know that's oh, that's probably probably the only thing I have in common with you is I've actually done a couple um, as an extra I've kind of I've done a couple episodes of Always Sunny. When they so film amazing. Yeah, amazing. when they film the exteriors out here, so
2: Oh that's great. I mean it's such a great crew of people. Everybody's just so kind on that show. So it's I hope that um, I hope you had a nice experience. Oh I,
0: I had a great time and, and everybody I talked to, I, I got to talk to, to Danny and and everybody and Danny'll oh, yeah, talk true. your ear off and I loved it. I loved every second.
2: You're like, hey, can I say something? Yeah, I'm going to talk to you for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, but I loved it. He was, he was a great
1: guy, and it was just—it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Any was. plans? Any plans to be in this upcoming season? If you're allowed uh, to say. I,
2: I don't think I don't think we're going to be in this upcoming season. Um, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but you
1: know, you never know. <laughs> just to prep for this interview, I actually went back and watched a couple. I know I watched uh, where you guys took them hostage, which was probably one of the. Funniest and most disturbing episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia I've ever seen.
2: The wrongness of that episode can't be denied. It's
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Now, I know, before we get into talking about House of Cards, I know we were actually originally supposed to talk to you back in March, but unfortunately it seems like you had a little bit of an altercation, or a little bit of a motorcycle accident back in March.
2: I I, I did. I did. I had had the second kind of... um, I had it. the altercation happened December, and um, f- some, some some failed hardware in my shoulder <laughs> had me uh, had to go under the knife again. So oh, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. So I, so it's I, a I long still process.
0: Yeah. Well I
2: still hope, I, I hope
0: they've uh, they've replaced those bionics appropriately this time around. They
2: <laughs> have. I'm suited up good. I'm like a mech warrior. Do <laughs> you still ride? Say again.
0: Do
1: you still ride a motorcycle then?
2: Well, the, the I, I I wanted to not really make that decision until I was completely whole again, and then I could make it with like a full rational, healed mind, instead yeah. of like some kind of fear-based choice to never ride again. But at, at this point, right now, I I gotta say I, I'm currently definitely not riding. Uh, the least of all, just to, so mom can sleep at night. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. I mean,
1: I this is know. A, yeah, I had a a bike. I have my motorcycle license. I had a bike for maybe a year, and it, the streets are just too crowded. I, I, it's hard to trust people when I'm on a bike, so I, I got rid of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's you're you're the last um, variable in the whole the whole motorcycle thing. Yeah, the no, rider definitely. himself is yeah. There's so much stuff you gotta you gotta be prepared for that you sometimes are able to prepare yourself for it, and that's when that stuff
1: happens. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know for. Getting on to House of Cards real quick. Um, yeah. You know, as, as we said, seasons one and two are both on Netflix, and you can binge watch them at your own pleasure.
0: Um, you for a show
1: like that, how long, in your opinion, is the right time to wait before revealing spoilers? Because it's kind of like an, a, a gray area.
2: Uh, how long before before uh, like a reviewer should give spoilers,
1: you think? Or just like when you're talking... You know, in general, like if, say we, you know, we were doing our weekly show, and I wanted to talk about the show, but I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, how long do you think, you know, you need to wait, a couple months, maybe like six months? I would give,
2: I think, I think two months is fair to everyone. Okay. Two months is fair, I mean, because you can't, you can't expect everyone to binge watch, even though it's, it's kind of written so well, you just really want to know what's happening, it's not even like a cliffhanger situation, it's just, you want to know how the story progresses, and so you, you you can binge watch some of us have lives and work and families and so you've got to spread it out over some time so I think two months is fair
1: no definitely okay cool because uh, I mean I guess well season two's been out since February so I can spoil all I want then is, is what you're yeah, talking about talk and if anyone if anyone yells at me I'll just I'll, I'll blame you is that okay okay I'll take heat cause I can handle it my friend. <laughs> Um, now, do you like that aspect of it, you know, that people can binge watch it, or do you sometimes wish you could, you know, watch it live weekly and, you know, like, you know, especially with social media, like live tweet to the fans and stuff like that during episodes?
2: Yeah, I, I, there's 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 a bonding element to network television, certainly, and we're all doing it together generally, but, you know, I feel like we're just kind of seeing that happening less and less, and everybody is uh, just watching things on the own time. Sure, there's a, a large number of people that um, watch it as it airs, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case forever. And so, I, I personally, I like you know being a user that can choose uh, how how I get my stories, and, and if I want to watch them all in a couple uh, nights, then I can do it. And then you can parse it out if you want to. I, I think uh, giving yourself the option is nothing but a good thing.
1: Yeah, and I think we're definitely, you know as popular as it is, we're going to see more and more of the kind Ooh. of streaming only. Um, now your character Gavin uh, is a hacker on the show, um, and I, I I haven't seen White House Down, but I heard you were a hacker in that too. Is is there some type of uh, you know background in hacking that you have that qualifies you for these roles?
2: Uh, <laughs> it's it's very minimal to say the least. Um, <laughs> I, but I uh, uh, I have dear, dear friends who um, can hack with the best. And uh and so, you know, luckily I've had them kinda at my disposal to um to inform me on all the stuff that, that, you know, that my shortcomings when it comes to playing those kinds of roles So it's a uh, you know, no. No I'm not. But, <laughs> but I sat next to one in class. <laughs> okay, there, there you go.
1: Um well, you know, season three, has production started on that? Do you know anything about it yet? Script or anything?
2: Uh, the scripts the scripts are just coming out. Um so it's, it's just landing. Nobody really knows anything quite yet.
1: Okay. Well, um, i um, they've, you know, they kind of left it open-ended for your character at at the end of season two. You know, when, when he had made contact with Stamper and then what happened to Stamper. I won't say too much spoiler-wise, but um, you know, they kind of left it a little open-ended. So are you hoping for more of a expanded role? Because I could definitely see them doing that with your character.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. Uh kind of Gavin's transition uh, in Season 2 was really interesting to me. It was laying the foundation uh, that I see, you know, a lot of potential for. I think, you know, Gavin's existence since his first computer has kind of been about securing a safe place for himself in, Mm -hmm. like, a binary existence, you know. And it kind of seems cold and isolating to, to some, but it's where he shines, so it's, you know, like, warm to him, and it's comfortable, and being forced... To engage with humans on a social and emotional plane wasn't uh just new for him, but it, it was also frightening so i think um i think in most of season two he tried to navigate his distance as he's led his virtual one you know what i mean like as a programmer as a, yeah. to a user um but it, it didn't really work out it was fruitless and it kind of ultimately just revealed uh, his shortcomings more than it w- was anything constructive and i think his last meeting with Doug stamper kind of confirmed that, uh, unlike the world Gavin's used to, in the real world, the power of one's like often pretty dependent on the help of others. And so uh, having him kind of get that realization and, and, and being kind of stripped of all his defenses like like that skexy in the Dark Crystal, but way less dramatic, he, you know, I, I feel like he's getting to a place where he's being forced to um, recognize his frailty and that he's a human. He's only a human. And yeah. so that's really interesting
1: to me. Yeah, no, and the rule's great, too, for sure. Well, thanks, man. Uh,
0: now, I know we had mentioned earlier, you know, some of the other work that you had done, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Psych, uh, and as Adam had mentioned, one of my personal favorite movies, which was Knights of Bad <laughs> Uh I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of those movies that kind of get the cult following, you know, like Shaun of the Dead, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and Knights of Bad Astom I think, absolutely falls into that category. Uh, and not the I agree.
2: Men- it's, it definitely... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, and it's, it definitely has the cast to back it.
2: It, it. it has the cast and the specificity of content to get the, you know a total cult following. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, those those actors in that movie was the uh, entire reason why I was just kind of so excited to go and, uh, and work on it. Um, uh, Steve Zahn and Peter Dinklage... Uh, everybody's amazing but those two guys I've I've been watching since I started and and uh uh, Steve Zahn his performance in Safe was kind of huge for me and and just everything Peter's done is is lovely and brilliant so uh yeah
0: uh that cast is stellar and it's it's just yeah it's it's one of those movies that I can only imagine just being on set how much fun that would be to have worked on that movie
2: yeah just sitting there in awe yeah (laughs) that Steve and Peter are talking to
0: you. (laughs) Now, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, When it comes to roles like that, when it comes to, like, the comedic roles, you know, like Knights of Badass and and Always Sunny and things like that, or, you know, the more serious dramatic roles, almost like House of Cards, which um, role do you tend to like better, the comedic or the dramatic?
2: Uh, It's kind of more character-dependent. You know, it's... um, uh, The roles don't... Come comes super easily uh, for me or for most character actors so it's um, sometimes you're doing a lot of stuff that maybe you don't really uh, connect with like m- my, my my poor dad is just like every time I get a new role it's like are you playing another asshole? <laughs> 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 and my mom doesn't understand why everybody sees me that way uh, but it's it's uh, you know, it's sometimes you you get to connect with a with a character, and that's when it's really rewarding. Um, whether he's funny or goofy or an asshole or whatever, um, it's it's when you can see when you see the human being. And and sometimes I I, I play roles that I really uh, can understand, when it's dramatic and sometimes it's comedic. Um, but it, it's less dependent on the genre and more dependent on on the writing and the character.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in Breakout Kings, it was kind of both. I I wasn't able to sure. see it. You know, when it was on tv but because it's on netflix i was able to actually watch a few episodes of it and, and your character you know it's a very it's dramatic but your character's humor in it is uh you know it, it kind of brings a show around and has a, that humor with some drama and action but you know it really keeps it light and funny and it, i'm yeah. definitely gonna be watching more of it that's it, it, a pretty cool show i'm surprised it only lasted what i think it was like two seasons
2: it was two seasons. It was a really fun character and really fun show, and I think the qualities you talked about, uh, uh, Nick Santora, he's a friend of mine. He's a really great uh, writer. He, I think he was responsible for most of that kind of Lloyd, uh, that was the character's name, um, the yeah. kind of that, that spaz uh, quality that's <laughs> also funny and also just desperately weak. Um, yeah, so that, that was a lot thanks to Nick Santora. He's great.
1: Yeah, and, and speaking of that, that, you had mentioned the spaz type quality before we, we start wrapping up um i i went back like i said i watched a couple of the it's always sunny ones and and i think the funniest one was uh, i think it's the d pregnant episode where they had come over to the house um you know about finding out what happened that night and you just yell at the top of your lungs you will call her I, that freaking floors me every time i see it I, I, people
2: people people love that delivery <laughs> I don't see any other way it could have been played. It's like the only
1: option. I, I'm really seriously thinking about making it my text message ringtone, so every time I get a text, that goes off. <laughs> That's good shit, man. <laughs> well, I know we're running. Uh, I know we're
0: getting ready to, you know, wrap things up. But before we wrap things up, what we like to do is we like to end our interviews with what we call our rapid fire. Uh, basically, okay. what it is, Adams just. <laughs> Adam's just going to ask you a couple questions. They're really short uh, answers. or uh, really short questions. Just answer with the first thing that pops in your head. You don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah, they're pretty easy.
1: Okay. <clears throat> uh, so this one, this one's kind of an homage to to, or to uh, House of Cards. Uh, if Cashew wasn't a guinea pig, what animal would you want him to be? A uh, kitten. Absolutely. Okay. A
2: newborn kitten.
1: <laughs> that would be cool. Although, uh, you know, the, the fluffiness might not quite be there. I'm talking um, newborn.
2: I'm talking super hairless and weird, and but <laughs> be protected. Like a little Maybe protected. Okay, sure. Sure, we can go there. <laughs> uh,
1: what's, second one, what's your favorite hobby? Um, well, it, it was always skateboarding
2: before the uh, the classical um, went down. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, currently it's reading. Okay. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm adjusting from a very active person to a, uh, a guy who has to kind of stay put until his bones mend and uh, it's, it's opened up uh, novels again in a way that I, I, I thought I didn't have time for but
1: I just wasn't making time well, yeah there's nothing wrong with that um, last one if everyone had a theme song what would you want yours to be?
2: Uh, it would probably be Range Life by Pavement uh, okay. it's just about keeping it simple that's all
1: I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I know that one, but I'll have to look it up. Yeah, Range, check it out. It's good. Range life by pavement. You got it. Yeah, I know okay. the band
0: cool. pavement, but yeah, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that song. Yeah,
1: either. I'll
2: open, I'll open up your eyes to all the beauty that white white boy <laughs> contains.
0: Hey,
1: Maybe we'll we may we play it on the on the show on Sunday, Ben. Yeah. I'll do it. Do it. Do it.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Works for me. Cool. Uh, well, I mean, we definitely want to send people towards Netflix to check out seasons one and two of House of Cards. They're up there now. They can binge watch them before season three comes out. Um, and Breakout yeah.
1: Kings while you're there.
0: And yeah, check out Breakout Kings. I think Always Sunny is on Netflix. Yeah, too. No, yeah, that is too. So um, it's a, a veritable poo-poo platter of goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> check out a whole, your whole body of work right there on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Binge watch it yeah, all. Do it. Uh, fo- they can follow you on Twitter at Jimmy Simpson, and I think that's your Instagram as well as Jimmy Simpson.
2: That's the, that's the truth.
0: So, uh, <laughs> we definitely want to encourage everybody to follow you on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Netflix for all your body of work. Uh, but Jimmy, thanks oh, a lot thanks for joining God. us. Yeah, th- thanks a oh, lot thanks for joining us. Chatting with
2: me, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, we really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, I've been a fan, especially even before Nights of Badassdom. I was a fan, so.
2: Oh, well, that's awesome, man! <laughs> that that really sensed the deal. That got it in. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that yeah, that got that it.
0: That was—I think—that was the main reason why, when I when we found out, you know, we we booked you for an interview, I was really excited because Knight's a badass and was the first thing that came to my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that, man. That's so cool to hear. Well, so, uh, have a great evening, and uh, I hope to talk to you guys.